ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वसुदेवाय आई बाउ टू द लॉर्ड आई बाउ टू हिम इन ऑल ऑफ यू लास्ट टाइम वी टॉक्ड अबाउट अ कपल ऑफ लेडीज हु इंसिस्टेड ऑन लीविंग देयर Uh, car unlocked and once had some valuable stone out of it they had believed that they should have faith in god and my guruji explained that faith should not be a presumption we have to take care of our things properly and uh, then have faith in god whether he takes things or not we should have faith in god but he does in amazing ways protect us that saying that conversation is balanced against another one and i want to read this other one to you it's the next one in this book conversations with yogananda number 144 referring back to that last conversation it must be understood that divine principles need to be applied variously also according to one's own level of consciousness On another occasion the master told us a story about Tulsidas a great devotee of Rama the hero of the Ramayana Many people in India look upon Rama as the lord himself in human form Tulsidas said the master was the priest in a temple that housed several priceless gold objects Often when he meditated he would become so immersed in ecstasy that he became oblivious to everything else Eddy harbored still a slight concern for the safety of those gold objects for which he was responsible. One day a stranger dressed like a gentleman approached Tulsidas and said, "Sir, I am a humble devotee desirous of worshiping in your temple. Every time I try to enter it, however, I find the way blocked by that fellow standing guard at the entrance. He won't let me pass through." Tulsidas knowing that there was no such guard inquired what does this man look like well he is dressed somewhat picturesquely in an antique style and holds a large bow Tulsidas when he heard this description was overwhelmed with joy and devotion for he understood that lord rama himself for his devotee's sake had been posing posting himself at the temple entrance to protect it while tulsi meditated i will ask him in future said tulsi das to let you pass through the thief which of course is what he really was came the next day and entered freely he snatched up every gold object inside then in sight then took to his heels tulsi das saw him running away and went inside to see what had been stolen There he saw one gold object left which the man had overlooked picking it up he ran after the thief wait he cried wait finally he caught up with him and said here friend you forgot this item the thief confronted with such extraordinary forgiveness recognized in this example of perfect non-attachment a quality so inspiring that he was overwhelmed He returned to Tulsidas 
everything he had taken. Now, many people have the idea (coughs) that they will be freer if they're more wealthy. But you know, there is no freedom in wealth. Freedom is in yourself. The more you give up attachment to anything, and this is what Tulsidas was expressing, have that kind of faith in God that he will be with you no matter what. You will see that he is with you in countless little things. And that if he does, perchance, take everything away, that it's not for your harm, but it's a good thing for you. It's what you need. I have seen with God's tests that although I have to admit he has a good sense of humor, sometimes it isn't exactly what I had hoped he would give me. Nonetheless, I have seen again and again that what he gives is the best thing, was the best thing for me, and no other alternative would have worked. Often, the door he opens is the one door you would just wish would not open, but you will see in the end that no other door would have done it. This was the way to go. (coughs) Now, we should have faith in God, but at the same time, we should be practical, yes, but above all, after being practical, give the results. And this is what Lord Krishna was saying in the Bhagavad Gita. Nishkam karma, action without desire for the fruits of our action. And this means also uh, you take care of everything, you do everything as well as you can within reason. And then after that, give it to God. Because in the end, life itself is uncertain. You don't know from one moment to the next if you will still be alive. I have an uncle who was watching television and suddenly said, oh, and he was gone. That's as fast, that's how fast it can happen. Don't be attached. Always, I've made it a practice in my life. Every night before I go to bed, I give everything back to him. It's not yours, it's not mine, it's his. But you will see that with that attitude, you will be much richer in the true sense. First of all, because real riches mean inner happiness. Secondly, you will have all that you need uh, for your worldly goods. (coughs) Will you be bloated rich? I don't mean that. Uh, My guru said that those to whom Divine Mother gives too much, she does not give herself. Don't look to have more and more. And this is a mistake that so many people make. They think if I have more money, as I said, I'll be more free, I'll be more secure. But you know, all that money can be taken in a moment. One disease can just strip you of everything. It's amazing how... um, In one way or another, if it isn't a thief, it's the thief of medical care, it's the thief of loss, it's the thief of so many circumstances in life that deprive us of the uh, security that we want. Moreover, there's no end to it. My Guruji met one man who he spent many years, finally he became a millionaire. My Guruji said, now are you satisfied? The man said, no, I won't be satisfied until I have as much 
or more than a cousin of mine who has $40 million. Well, you see, there's no end to it. I have mentioned before also on this program of a survey they took in America of people in different income brackets from a sort of poverty level up to um, wealth. They asked them, are, do you, are you satisfied with what you have? The average answer was, well, I would be satisfied if I had 10% more. That 10% more is like the stick on the head of a, car of, a, 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 of a donkey with a carrot dangling in front of it, leading <coughs> people onward and onward and onward, always wanting more. You'll never have it. No matter how much you have, you'll always want more. Find your wealth in being able to give up. Actually, it's rather a game. Um, I, I think I have mentioned uh, one time many years ago, I didn't have money really, I didn't have any, <coughs> almost none. I made a game of living on $10 a month, which in America at that time was very, very little. But it was great fun for me. I didn't have it, so I just figured, well, I'll live with what I have. And so, I, instead of buying bread, which is normal there, I made chapatis. Instead of uh, um, a large variety, I made dal, which is very nourishing, full of proteins, and it costs very little. Instead of one big bowl of dessert, I would make a dessert and have one teaspoon, and then let that dessert last for a whole week in the refrigerator. Um, I learned to drink powdered milk instead of milk, which I think many people in India do anyway, but it's an acquired taste. Um, I came to like it. <coughs> and so bit by bit, I found that I could eat on, live on very little, and yes, I lost a little weight, but uh, actually it was rather fun. If you try to think, what can I do without, that too is, is a, it's a nice game. I don't need this, I don't need that. And you'll see that there is freedom in non-possession. The real bane of our existence is twofold, desire and attachment. When we want things we aren't happy, it's an affirmation of lack. We're affirming that we don't have something, which if we didn't have that affirmation, we could be perfectly happy. Somebody can be going down the street completely contented, and then all of a sudden he sees a beautiful scene and he thinks, I would like to have a camera to capture that, that scene on film. He won't be content right now that he's got that desire until he has that camera. And once he has that camera, is he happy? Not really, because he's already set in motion this tendency to keep thinking he needs things to be happy. And you'll never find enough things. <coughs> so learn to find freedom in yourself and learn to find freedom not in power, money, riches, fame, all those things. Those two are desires. They may not be for possession. But just think, for example, the desire for fame. I've often wondered what people look for in it. 
You know, I have found that most people are wrong about just about everything. Their opinions are really not worth courting. If you want to be famous, what you're asking is the applause of people who don't really uh, have good taste or know what they're talking about. I would say that fame might, even in that light, be a sign of failure. <laughs> because um, if the wrong people like what you're doing, that means you're not doing the right thing. Much better court the opinion of wise people. I would rather have one wise person say he thinks I'm in the, going in the right direction than have a million people all applauding. When I look at the newspaper, I look at the, the movie stars and all these people who achieve great popularity, I see what a wreck and mess their own lives are. I think, I surely don't want to be like that. But it's fame that lures people on. And power, look at the people in politics who want to become powerful. And what is that power? My guru used to say that money and fame and power are like prostitutes. They are loyal to no man. They will have be yours for a little while, as long as your karma for them lasts, and then they'll go. Don't think that you're going to find what you want in things. Seek them in yourself. That's where your real wealth is. If you can have happiness in yourself, you can be a king no matter where you go. I've seen so many poor, so many beggarly rich people, and I have met, fortunately, a few kingly poor people. The very word aristocrat is not rightly associated with land and possessions. A true aristocrat is a yogi. A true aristocrat is one who is complete in himself. A true aristocrat is one who needs nothing and no one who knows that wherever he is, he has what he wants because he has peace and joy in his own heart. I have had the opportunity in my life to mix with people on many, many levels of society, many walks of life, and in fact, I put together a slideshow. I, for a while, I had a hobby of slides. It was sort of a diversion for me, but it became quite fun. I ended up taking about 15,000 slides. This particular slideshow is called Different Worlds, and it is it has people from all over the world, people on many different levels of society, people in different walks of life, people with different interests. There's one lesson that comes across in this slideshow, and it's a very clear one. The people who think to take and to acquire and accumulate, they're never happy. The people who think of serving other people, giving to other people, they're always happy. We have a wonderful opportunity in our Ananda communities. And as I have often said, I hope to be able to start such communities here in India. But what we have seen, and mind you, these communities have been in existence. The first one was started 36 years ago. That's a long enough time to make a good experiment, you might say. And in these 36 years, and hundreds and hundreds of people. Now we have about a thousand people living there, but there are many people who come through, many people who live for a while there and then 
decide that they, uh, this is not for them. But always I have seen in this great living laboratory, uh, well, in America we say laboratory, laboratory in India, I have seen that again and again it proves true. Those who want for themselves, those who want to think of their own security first, somehow it's always just a little bit beyond their grasp. Those who say, I'm living for God, I want to give, I want to help other people, I, I just want to um, do good with my life and to do God's will. They're always happy, and the joker is they're also always secure. The other people never have enough. And we try to give people what they think they need, but we see they're always in debt, where these people are never in debt. Learn to live within your means. Learn to live with what you've got. Learn to live with your own self. And you'll see that you have a freedom and a strength that is always yours, that you'll be a rich man no matter where you go or what you have. This is something that is expressed in this song that we're just going to sing. If you're seeking freedom, I had a lot of fun writing this song. I hope you enjoy listening to it. Joy to you. If you're seeking freedom in a revolution, if you're seeking freedom, you won't find it there. For once the gun stopped blazing, you'll find it amazing. How the world can drag on just as before. If you're seeking freedom in a marble mansion, oh, if you're seeking freedom, you won't find it there. For even when it's sunny, you'll be counting money. Keeping up that showcase, your face lined with care. And if you're seeking freedom on a throne of power, Oh, if you're seeking freedom, you won't find it there. For though men all obey you, what if they betray you? Tense you'll be and waiting for foes everywhere. If you're seeking freedom, cast away desire. Why barter like a beggar? You've wealth everywhere. For never can you buy it, grasp and you deny it. Freedom can't be hoarded, it's free as the You're seeking freedom, seek it on the mountains, God's sunlight on your shoulders, the wind in your hair. For there's no one can hold you, boss about or mold you, once your heart is free, you'll be king everywhere. Once your heart is free, you'll be king.